Hello. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I am Charisma O'Keefe. I'm Angelica Yard. You know, we had a hat, like a tagline. (laughs) Work hard, do something and repeat. And I said it today on the website and I was like, we never say that. We don't say that anymore, but we said it for a very long time. Yeah. Hashtag bought so hard. I think that like before we had an intro at all, we would just do every single intro from scratch. Like, you know what I mean? Like we'd record each one individually and say all the little things. And we had it like written out. We were like in person. We'd like, say each and every part each time and then we were like oh let's just like record one and and throw it at the beginning of all of them and yeah I don't know yeah it it's dream all... big work hard repeat I feel like it's very yeah. relevant I feel like we need merch oh of course like, it is I'm feeling relevant. In the spirit. I know it's so. relevant because I wrote it so it's awesome <laughs> like duh and then also hashtag yes. not so hard I came up with that too granted I was mm-hmm. a little bit copying sure Jay-Z but that's fine that's okay that's okay though. Well, you know? We don't talk about him. Uh, you had no exactly. voice last week. That's why there was no episode. Um, we are not just here, like hanging out, not doing anything. We just yeah. You know, so I lost voice. my voice because a lot of you know that I do a lot of activism outside of my job, like running multiple businesses. Um, and sometimes in these activism meetings, it requires me to speak a lot, especially now that everything is so virtual. It's like even more so than usual. So it's almost as if like having, it feels like having multiple podcasts, but it's not really like a podcast. It's a, it's a meeting, but yeah, it's just been a lot. So I've just been pulled in a lot of directions and I've been trying, one thing I can say this year is like, I've been really trying to like be on the up and up with my health so if something is off I'm like okay this is off I need to like completely so like I lost my voice and then I just spent the rest of the time not talking to anybody because I was like no so I barely have talked to anybody between then and now because I was like I'm, I'm saving my voice this week I have headaches so I'm like that's fun um but again that's I think that's just because I'm not getting enough sleep so that will be the goal is to get back on my sleep schedule the worst thing is I literally have these like um, CBD like vitamin chews and when I have one they really do help me sleep but I just have been forgetting to take them the last few nights so need to get back on that because you know I'm, I'm serious about my sleep it's it's causing problems <sighs> in the atmosphere your your life is disrupted yes and I would have slept in because I have no issue sleeping in but now that I have a dog she does not allow me to sleep in she comes and gets me and she's like hello wake up and I'm like what, I don't have anything for you, girl. Like, what do you want? Like, and, and <laughs> once I wake up and I'm out of bed, she will leave me and go to John. So it's just, uh, she's just because she does not want me to sleep. That's it. <laughs> like she's, she doesn't want me. She doesn't want to cuddle with me. She's like, once I'm out of bed, she's like, all right, bye. And then leaves. So yeah, good times. Good times. It's going well. Uh, yeah. I have like one church announcement that I feel like I knew about two months ago, but I didn't know if I was allowed to talk about it. And then I realized they announced speakers like a Yay. month ago because I don't use Twitter. Uh, like I use Twitter, but I don't tweet anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably will now that people cannot reply to tweets. That is so satisfying. The thought of like <laughs> putting something in the, the atmosphere, no one can reply to it. So uh, I will be at the WordPress monthly recurring revenue virtual summit, which is WP MMR that is hosted by the people at WP Buffs. And um, also Brian, who does the word sesh uh who has been doing those for years and years and years which is just like wordpress virtual conferences that he's been putting on so that is happening september 23rd 24th i believe i'm on the 24th i am doing a talk about systems because you guys know me and i like talking about systems so 
Tickets are free at WPMRRR.com or .org. I am not sure. Uh, I can't post it on Facebook, though. Like, that URL is blocked for some reason. So Weird. I uh, I will post a link somewhere in the show notes so you guys can sign up for the, the free tickets. It's amazing. People who make um, tens of thousands, oftentimes hundreds of thousands of recurring revenue, and they're going to be spilling their secrets for free.com. So I don't know why you wouldn't yeah want to be there well, like, we'll sh- we should post that to the actual grid as well so that we're just you know making sure that people know about it we like cash dollar dollar bills we like money we like recurring money and the, the thought of having as an entrepreneur recurring recurring revenue is so that you can be uh more sustained in your income versus the ups and downs trying to build that recurring revenue stream streams there should be mm-hmm. several is important because we don't have that normal salary, that normal paycheck. And so we want to be sure that we kind of have a systematic approach to having a certain amount of money come in so that you can do things like buy a house, own a car, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and look like a normal human, quote unquote, to our creditor system that the United States has. It's very based on what you make and how much your debt to income ratio is. So you want to make sure that you have a good amount of income coming in on paper and the way to do that and have it, you know, be sustainable is having a certain amount of money come in. So that's what they're going to be talking about. A lot of these people make way more money than me. So I don't know why you would not want to show up. These people know what they're doing. <laughs> they're OGs. And a lot of it is WordPress best based businesses. And our yeah. guest today actually does give a little shout out to WordPress because it is one of the easier CMSs to use and it can't be very versatile. I run a store on it. You run your businesses on Like there's so many different things you can do with it. Yeah. So I think people tend to think that it's new or they just heard about, it. you know what I mean? Like it's an old thing. It is it's old school. Like 30% very of the internet school. runs on WordPress. Like it's just And a like lot of times it's like people don't realize because people think that it's just like, oh, like, you know, if you have a, you know, like a small business that's, you know, owned by one or two people or whatever. It's like, no, some of the bigger, bigger businesses and corporations and, and nonprofits and stuff that you know of that are very, very famous run on WordPress. Um, It's wild because, you know, my brother, Ben, like he's been on the podcast before he's worked for a lot of these massive nonprofits, like move on and stuff like that and worked on presidential campaigns. And that's what they all use is WordPress. It's, it's open source. Honestly, it's funny because like source, so. what normally happens is they hire somebody and that person gets paid an obscene amount of money to make the website. But then after that, they can't afford to like make any changes after right. during the campaign or during, you know, whatever. And so like they will just have people who work there like randomly figure it out, which is why my brother ended up like being pretty decent. Like he already did WordPress stuff because like he would help me when we first got started with my business, but then they would just be like, Oh, like we don't know what we're doing. And we already paid this person like, you know, 50 grand and like, we can't afford to have them back. And so he'd be like, I can do it. Um, But yeah, like it's, it's been, you know, people have been using it all over the internet for a really long time. So yeah, definitely, definitely is something that I, I yes. recommend to people. And I the mean, new major release is an all women led dev team, which that's is awesome. super amazing. And Helen House Saudi, like she's amazing. Like just, you know, it, the fact that there's so much work being put in into making sure that it's inclusive and accessible. And oftentimes it does not hit the mark. And, you, you know, if you're a WordPress developer, you, you have your gripes and your complaints and this long list. But I really feel like they're doing their best right now to stay very inclusive and accessible and that's something that i appreciate as somebody who's been using this tool and teaches this tool 
for the past like 10 years of my life so yeah we love to see it. I'm yes. I'm all for like these conferences. Again, I'm I am enjoying myself in a conference way this year because yes. I'm loving to go to things without going to them. Yes, Dwayne um, Wade is on my other monitor right now at Brand Week, which is Ad Week's conference. So I'm like I'm looking at Dwayne Wade. He's talking about things. That's been a, a free one. Like yeah, keep your eye out on Twitter because I feel like these conferences are out there like they're happening they're going yeah there's a there's been I feel like there's been a lot of great I don't know if it's just because I've noticed more because I've been more like willing to go to them and like wanting to go and learn but I feel like every five minutes I'm hearing about something else and I'm just like sure I'll sign up because at the end of the day like why not and the nice thing as well is like okay so yes of course you're you're not for a lot of them you're not even paying some of them you are but a lot of them you're not but of course you are paying in time but what's great is that if it's a free one you can always go and then if it's not for you you can duck out it's not like anybody can see you you know what I mean so like I'm signed up for one next week and I was like I don't know like it's I think it was I found that about through Shopify and I was like I'm not sure if it's for me or not but it seems interesting don't know anybody presenting that doesn't certainly mean anything at all it could still be fantastic um and so I was like well I'll go and then if I don't like it I'll just be like bye yep I mean yep. there's iPhone women just posted a crap ton on their stories today that are about seed funding and setting up for your round that's a really good one to do Adobe Max this year is free that is a big big deal if you are creative and use the creative sweep uh just creative cloud suite get on that because it's free it's never been free in the history of adobe max ever and so for the fact that they're putting this out there for free like i'm preaching it to the you pay money for this anyway because you pay your subscription take advantage of that like i think those that is maybe top tier for all creatives i think right now but for women who own businesses i definitely would recommend the ifund women a series of events that they're doing right now even if you're not planning on having investors or pitching investors i just think it's important to know how to do that simply because you never know when the opportunity may arise and someone may come and approach you to invest in your business and yes you need to know at least how to get started on that process and what that looks like Mm -hmm. yeah the more you can learn the better and and i think that uh you know, trying to learn like a wide variety and have a, a, a large skill set when you own a business, it never hurts because kind of like you said, sometimes like all of a sudden you're like, oh, I do need investors. But then it's like you're in a bit of a rush or you're stressed about it. Whereas like if you can learn about it before you even necessarily need to just kind of start at least getting the basics of different things, because you'd be surprised where your business can take you very quickly, a lot of different directions. So yes, all the skills, learn all the things. There's a lot of stuff that's free this year that I feel like is not going to be free next year so try to take advantage of it now while you can because next year you'll see those same things that are like okay well we're going to do it in person do some socially distanced weird thing and it's going to be like you know a ton of money and kind of scary because you probably won't want to go because it's not like COVID will be gone so I just feel like um, people's uh, people's standards of safety will be gone (laughs) COVID will still be soon too soon too soon (laughs) well our guest today is very lovely she is very thoughtful. She is a local, so she lives here, which is mm-hmm. nice. And I like that we have people who have lived in Orlando a lot, and we have some, some new guests that are coming up that also live in Orlando, which I'm yeah. excited about. Yeah, and she's definitely, like, one of those people that, like, lives – she lives in, like, Orlando proper. She, like, lives in uh, College Park area, which is – we've had other people on who've been in that area and just kind of does, like, all the Orlando things. Not at the moment because it's not safe and she's a mom and doesn't want to be infected, but – you know, it's it's nice that she's definitely like a supporter of small businesses. So now that she's opening her own, it's it's awesome. 
Yes. Love to see that turnaround. We'll be having our newsletter go live soon for people to sign up to get ready to launch the Patreon because we need to know who you are and if you're interested and have you on the list. So that will be going out as well ASAP because we need to launch it. Speaking of things not being free next year. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) Good Recurring revenue. (laughs) FYI. This is why I'm talking about it. Um, So yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff. Um, I really do have a lot of things that I've been trying to content wise, put in content calendars on my site and on the, the heart and hustle site so we can keep a track of what we're trying to do. So there's a lot happening. The episode is great. If you like eating, which I hope all of us do, you're going to love it. If you don't, she teaches you how to get started during a pandemic and start a new brand, which, and how she's pivoted. And so there's just a lot of really good notes and I think it's a good episode for everyone. So absolutely. And if you listen, like you got time to listen to Joe Button, Joe Rogan, you got time for this. (laughs) I hope hope they're not listening to that. I know they're not. I know you guys aren't, but I like, (laughs) there was a tweet that this girl was like, I'm too pretty to know what a Joe Rogan is. And I I saw that and I I was like, I relate because I truly don't even know what's going on. Uh, Girl, you know. So yeah, for an independent (laughs) podcast, they're not making millions of dollars, so Appreciate you guys for being here. As always, we will try to be fresh with our content. Our schedule is amazing. And we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hi, Marley. We are so excited to have you on the podcast with us today. Um, So for those who aren't already familiar with your blog and with the community that you've been building over on Marley's Menu, tell us a little about you and your community. Sure. So I'm Marley. Thank you so much for having me. I live in Orlando. I've been here for about nine years now, which is blowing my mind saying it out loud. Yeah. I feel like I've known (laughs) you those whole nine years too. I know. And I have not yet acclimated to the heat. So, (laughs) you know, I'm still working on that. But um, I live here with my husband, Rob, and our baby boy, Charlie, and of course, our two dogs, Sazu and Lolo. And I am the creator and face behind Marley's Menu, which is a pescatarian, vegetarian, and vegan food blog that mainly focuses on having something for everyone. So I am in what I call a interdiet marriage. So I'm a pescatarian, and my husband is very much a carnivore. He loves his meat. So I never want people to feel like having dietary restrictions or differences in their dietary choices as a barrier to sitting down and eating with people you love. So my menu will generally have recipes that cater to all different diets or will even say in the recipe, if you want to add meat, do this meat, add it in step three. If you want to make this vegan, use these substitutes. If you're allergic to nuts, use this instead. So it's really about making something for everyone and making everyone feel like recipes are accessible to them. Yeah, I really love that because something that I've noticed, like you have like bangers and mash up there and like just different like types of recipes and you'll be like, you like state like on it, like here's how to do it for literally every single type of, of person, like everything. And, and that's kind of like my house too. Like, especially within like my mom and brothers, like we literally have everything. Like we have vegan vegetarian, pescatarian, and meat eater. And so the holidays can be like a little bit tricky sometimes. And when my brother hosted for the first time, he was freaking out for like weeks, like calling 
my mom and I, and like, he's like, I just don't know what to serve. And like my mom and I are used to it at this point. So we're just like, it's fine. But yeah, that's one of the things I love is that a lot of your recipes, it'll state this is like an all diet friendly version. So I love that you kind of map that out for people and make it just like you said, easy for everybody to come together and sit around the table. Right. And you know, that's the goal because I get messages all the time from people, whether it be, I can't get my kid to eat a vegetable. Like I read that you wrote, you used to be a picky eater. Like how did you introduce vegetables in your diet? And then I get people who my daughter-in-law is a vegan. I've never heard of this before. My whole family eats meat. What do I serve this Thanksgiving? So, you know, people do, it's obviously like first world problems, right? But people do struggle with this and to have a place to go and feel like everything's accessible and you know exactly what you're getting. I think it's something that people need. Yeah. I think the easeability of your recipes and the things that you're sharing is also, I think key during the pandemic where we can't always mm-hmm. access the ingredients that we all want to, you know, right. have. And so long recipes that are long, like have longevity, like, you know, dips, dips last a little bit mm-hmm. longer and they're easy and they're, you can be using for wraps and other things. So it's like, I like the fact that you also share things that could be used in many different ways. So it's not right. like you're just making one cool, fancy dish just for Instagram mm-hmm. and then you can't use these ingredients anymore. <laughs> so. Right. It's like, it looks pretty, but do I want this? Exactly. <laughs> and during the so, pandemic, to me, a dip can be a meal because there's, the, oh, there's those girl days. Facts. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Those days where you're just like, and this is my meal. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh no. The charcuterie boards have become yep. a total yep. like, yeah. meal staple like, in everyone's This is a time. meal. I'm done. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, so where did your love in cooking bake- and baking come from and what is inspiring your current dishes? Well, definitely my family. Um, you know, my grandparents were caterers, so every family get together. My mom and my aunts and uncles are like, what's the food going to be? What's the spread? Are we having bagels and shmia? You know, it's like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's actually promoted a very healthy relationship with food. I, I think that because I really enjoy the art of making the food and then enjoying the food, it's become a very balanced lifestyle in that I don't feel like I have to overindulge to be satisfied. And at the same time, I don't have to restrict myself. I feel like promoting that kind of healthy relationship with food is is really what motivates me because I have known a lot of people in my life who struggle with their relationship with food and it doesn't have to be a daunting thing. It can be something that you truly enjoy and share with your family and share with your friends and look forward to every day instead of being a stressor in your life. So that's really what motivates every dish is, you know, having something that every everyone can enjoy and everyone can have access to. Yes, absolutely agreed. So like this year, because of, you know, quarantine and like just everything going on and like not going out to eat as much, that sort of thing, a lot of people have been cooking more and, and eating more at home. Um, but a lot of people find that to be like frustrating, I know. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people get really annoyed at like, having to make new dishes. So what is your process for like learning and perfecting new dishes that you aren't like familiar with? Yeah. Well, (laughs) so I have kind of set myself up to, you know, I promised to post a new recipe every Monday and every Friday, which between, you know, having a baby at home and 
spending so much time at home, which means my house is just always chaos with a one-year-old. So, you know, keeping up with everything there and then all of the effort actually goes into making just one post. You know, you have to create the recipe, you have to make it, you have to make it look good. You have to capture it, you have to edit the photos. You have to uh, write the recipe in a way that people can, you know, strategically follow. And then you have to write a whole blog post about it, what it means to you and why people should make that recipe. Then you've got to promote it on social media. So it is a lot of work just to do one recipe. So the way that I've figured out that is successful for me is I will spend just one day a week only in the kitchen cooking. And I will do two dishes that I feel that I've mastered, that I feel like I know this is going to work. This is going to be successful. I've eaten it a million times. It's delicious. So that, you know, I have those two to fall back on to make my post for that week. But then I'll also spend the rest of the day trying something new. And what that means is really just kind of getting in the zone. Like I literally put on my headphones, put on my favorite music, get a glass of wine out. Like I just don't let myself get distracted. I enjoy it. I feel it out. I taste every element as I'm making it. And then I just scribble what I'm doing down. And half the times it works, half the times it doesn't. (laughs) But at least I have those two to fall back on that I know are a success. And if it doesn't work, I am like very very against food waste. So I freaking eat it anyway. So (laughs) I will tell you that I put a lot of effort in trying to make it work every time. So taking my time and tasting every element along the way. And the bottom line is I'm not going to put something up that I I can't stand behind that I'm not proud of because at the end of the day, quality is everything. People aren't going to come back and make my recipes if they make it once and it's gross. So I can promise that everything I am posting, I truly enjoy and stand behind and think it's worth your time in the kitchen making. I really love that because I love that you just, you're like, I zone everything else out and I just like focus and actually enjoy it while you do. Like, I love that you're like, I get wine, like I'm listening yeah. to my music because I think that a lot of people do like go into the kitchen kind of stress and I'm like, it doesn't have to be a stressful thing. Like it doesn't have to be like, oh, this is terrible. You know what I mean? Um, and I am the same way, like when it comes to like, I don't like to do food waste, but what I'll do is like, I'm like, okay, John will pretty much eat anything. So if I don't like <laughs> it, I know that he will at least eat it. And I always tell myself, like, if it's terrible, then I can just order food. Like, I always give myself right. that out. But I think that, like, giving myself that out, then I'm like, I relax because I'm like, okay, like, it, it ends up, you know, turning out fine. But I'm not like you. I'm yeah. not in there, like, going from scratch and, like, I'm following the recipes like yours. So, <laughs> and it's so funny because I, I also noticed, like, that because, you know, I'm, like, watching for any time you post chocolate. And I was like, oh, you have, like, mm. a work-in-progress chocolate cookie dough cake. And I'm oh like, I'm all about that. Oh, my that goodness. That cake. <laughs> Please and thank you immediately because it looks oh so good. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. so good, but I'm like, it's not perfect. Like it just needs, honestly, I think it just needs a little bit more salt and then we're there, but oh, I'm like, so I'm good. not going to post it until it's 100% perfect. So yes, look out for that. It's coming. I'm waiting. Um, and I also <laughs> like that when you were talking about focusing in that, that cannot be easy because you have an actual baby in your house. <laughs> so you started live this baby. as a new mom, a live actual baby, not just the food baby, but a real human baby that like <laughs> needs things. Yes. Um, so you started this during a pandemic with this mm-hmm. baby. 
how have you been able to prioritize balance, uh, you know, just through your journey as being a new mom? Yeah. So, you know, when all of this COVID stuff started, I had just got back from maternity leave, which <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, which is like a huge struggle because I already had to like really put myself off to leave my kid with the nanny who I trusted completely, but you know, leave my kid at home that I had been spending literally 24 hours a day with get back into that work mentality, you know, fit like not fitting into my work clothes which is a whole nother story yeah i was gonna say putting on clothes with buttons and zippers and things after you have not sounds (laughs) right and now we're all gonna have to do that again but (laughs) yeah but seriously it was like so crazy how much how many pep talks talks i had to give myself in the mirror in the morning just to like get to work and then they're like oh you know we're shutting down your furlough so it was really a weird transition for me to kind of say, okay, well, this is, I mean, horrible things are happening, but let's look on the bright side here. You know, I'm going to have an opportunity to spend, which at the time I thought would be two more weeks with my son. Um, But I have 40 extra hours that I had planned in my head to be working. So what can I do with that time that's going to provide a creative outlet for me that's going to keep me connected because I'm, I am a social person and I, I was worried about staying home um, and not feeling connected to people. So how can I take something I'm passionate about and turn it into something that is, you know, a good use of my time? Because when I was for those, you know, that short while I was back at work, I would use all my energy at work because by the way, you're not sleeping at night when you have an infant at home. So every ounce of energy that you have goes into your work day. I would come home and cooking was off the table. It's something I always loved, but no, I need to get home and I need to change my clothes because there's a pandemic. And then I need to spend time with my son. I don't have time to cook and do things I love. So the decision to choose a career path that could combine what I love to do, my passion, um, and being able to make my own hours and be at home with my son was like a you know a revelation for me. I'm like, this is something that I can actually get super passionate about. I can spend my time doing something that I want to do, and then it would free up some time and energy to be the mom I want to be as well. But I will say that if you're thinking about, and I'm sure you guys can both attest to this if you're thinking about doing going on a business venture just because you want to be your own boss think twice because you really have to genuinely enjoy the process because it's still so much work and it's still so much energy so it's not like oh I'm gonna become a blogger because then I can be home with my kid it's like no you have to really really enjoy the process because Just like any job, you spend most of your time at work, unfortunately, and you have to really enjoy what you're doing to be successful and to stay motivated. Absolutely. I love that you dropped that truth bomb because I feel like (laughs) a lot of people think that it's just going to be like, oh, I'm just like baking and enjoying things. Mm -hmm. No, like, I I mean, like if you go back to like, you know, early in the episode when you stated out like what the steps are, it's like you easily off the top of your head named like 14 steps that you take, (laughs) you know what I mean? And I'm sure that you probably like, if you sat down and like actually wrote it out, you'd be like, oh, and there's this and this and this too, you know? So it is, it's, it's like, 
it sounds great in theory, but it ends up being a lot more work than you would think. And if you, if you go to do the same job that you're doing, like the same trade, like let's say like taking for photography, for example, if I'm mm-hmm. doing a photography gig on my own, it's a lot more work than if I'm doing a photography gig through someone else. Like if you're getting paid from a, a company and you right. collect a paycheck, it's like you, you cut out so much work. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, 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 you know, it's just, it's time consuming um, to own your own business and it can be a great thing, but it's, it's for very motivated people. And I, I would say for a lot of people to, if it's something that you're thinking about doing it during a pandemic, I would think like triple time for most people, you are just a highly motivated person, which is why I was like, okay, like we don't like to have a ton of newer to business people on the podcast because we like people that are more established. But I was like, number one, you've been doing creative stuff like outside of your nine to five for a really long time. And then number two, I was like, you're just a highly motivated person. That's the type of person you need to be to start a business during a pandemic, because it's, you know, in, in addition to it being a lot of work in general, I think you have to kind of pivot you know how things are gonna like how things are happening in in real time during a pandemic year because right. like, you don't know what's coming next and kind of like angelica was saying earlier like with different food shortages and stuff like that it's like those are things you have to be aware of even just getting groceries has been hard this year like oh my gosh that's been something yeah. that's like how do we like how are we getting groceries this week like how does it how does it work now are we ordering do we go in right. person like there's been so much of that so it's like that's something that you have to think about with owning any sort of business, but definitely during a pandemic year, it's been, whew, it's been a oh lot. My gosh, I know. <laughs> well, thank you for saying that. I appreciate that you recognize that because, you know, and it's not only being motivated, it's being self-motivated because unlike ever before, you know, I've always been in sales position. So I've always been very motivated by numbers and metrics. And, you know, of course there's still Google analytics and, you know, followers on your social media. There's still some metrics and analytics, but at the end of the day, especially a business like this, there's a tremendous ramp up period where you're not seeing much progress. So you have to stay motivated and think of the end game because you're not like in my old position. It's like, I can see at the end of the day, I made this much money today. And from the efforts I put in today, this is my success. So patience is something I've been struggling with, but it's also something you have to stay stay self-motivated because you're not going to have these continuous metrics and these bosses down your back saying, you need to do this or this is going to happen. So you are forming your own path and you're forming your own uh, processes to stay motivated. And that I think has been the biggest change in becoming, you know, someone who's working for myself now is how do I find things that are going to continue to motivate me even when I'm not seeing the needle move every single day? Yes, that is so incredibly important. Like you just have to keep up that momentum and keep motivated even when at the end of the the day, you don't necessarily always see uh, where that investment is, but it's it's there. Mm -hmm. You have to keep, you know, pushing forward. um, And that can be challenging for people for sure. 
Um, So I'm not surprised that your images are beautiful because like we met through you doing styling for different models in like the local area, uh, doing like clothing styles, styling. So I'm not surprised because I already know that you have that eye, but it's so interesting. Like I knew that your food would be styled well, but now you're actually the person behind the camera now. Oh my gosh. So I know. So I'm like, that's super exciting for me to see. Cause I'm like, yes, like, like, look at her go. Cause the images are beautiful. So I just Thank wanted you. to talk a little bit about your photography setup because you're kind of a little bit newer to photography, but yeah. your images look fantastic it looks like you've been doing this forever so I wanted you to wow, kind of explain <laughs> yeah I wanted you to explain your setup to other people that are maybe thinking about making that switch to uh take some of their own images for their business and what you're doing what mm-hmm. works for you well I would say that you know becoming a very amateur photographer was out of necessity because I'm not in a place where I can um funnel any money into my business right now which you know, I would eventually like to do, but I, you know, I don't have any income right now because of the pandemic. So it's um, something that has been born out of necessity. I still feel like I'm finding my voice behind the camera. I um, change my setup very frequently, but there are three rules that I always follow. And that is one, you have to shoot food in natural light. Do not take it under these you know, yellow lights that you have in your kitchen. It will just look dingy. It won't look appetizing. Always, always natural light. Um, The second rule I try to follow is, you know, if it's not adding to the picture, it doesn't need to be there. Um, I personally focus on actually making, you know, there's different approaches to food blogging. And there's a lot of people who their pictures of food are like actual works of art. They have all these backdrops and props and, and they're beautiful. But um, I'm in a place where I I really want to focus on accessibility. I want people to see the picture and say, oh, I can actually make that. That looks good. I want to eat that tonight. So I focus really on not having any distractions in the frame. So very clean background, nothing too crazy, just the food in all its glory. And then the um, the third thing I try to focus on is having different, um, heights and layers so sometimes I'll add like a a kitchen tea towel to just add some dimension to the picture and I'll a lot of times try to stack the food while I'm plating it just to give it some dimension so it doesn't look flat but otherwise I would say in photographing for any business and I'm sure you can attest to this just try different things and see what works for you because different shots will um get, you know, if you get different angles, you'll have different things to choose from. And then you can actually look at them before you even edit them and say, this looks like me. This looks like my brand. This looks like what I want to promote. So just make sure you're giving yourself enough footage to have options and then having a good eye to edit down because there might be eight amazing pictures, but only six of them Um, actually speak to what you're trying to convey. So make sure you don't get distracted by, oh, that looks good, but mm, it doesn't really feel like me. Okay, it's got to go. Yeah, I completely agree. I think for the first like few years, overshoot everything. Um, yes. Because it's yes. like, if you, especially you put so much effort into like making like your whatever it is and 
you know, then it's like, if you don't get that like shot and you're like waiting, you're in there in post and you're like going through and you're like, oh man, like I didn't do it the way that I thought that I was going to. And then you have to like start all over again. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's like, it's, you know, eventually you get to that point where you do kind of have like, you know, really well, like the shot that you want in your head ahead of time. And like, you know, exactly how to get it and everything you need, but it takes so long to get to that point. And I mean, I've also, I overshot people for years too, just to be on the safe side. Cause I was right. like, this is someone's wedding day or their, you know, <laughs> baby shower, whatever. And I want to make sure that I have the shot. So I'm going to take more shots than I need and edit them down. Um, so right. yeah, I would definitely say to people do that because nothing is more frustrating than having your whole setup done for, you know, whatever product or whatever you're selling and then taking like three photos and then realizing when you sit down with them and you're looking at them like on a computer that you don't enjoy them. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also the thought process of shooting your own food because you're so attached to the way you want to present the story. So you have to really, like you said, edit yourself down and really take your mind out of it and really present it in a way to someone who has never met you before who's never seen you before doesn't really know your story and again like you said focus on the food and I think sometimes yeah that accessibility the, the Instagram situation or even with recipe making right now I see a lot of people because they are at home and making more food complain about the story behind the recipe and they don't understand the blogging process for food blogging and I'm like, this is the way it's been. And that's the way it always has been. And food has a story behind it. So you kind of like, so what? You scroll past two paragraphs of someone (laughs) talking about what inspired them to make the dish to get to the print button. Like, just deal with it. Like, I don't know. So I appreciate that you still put up with the nonsense. Because I think as a food blogger, I probably would have been like, I'm out this piece. I'm tired. You guys don't serve good food. (laughs) I do enjoy writing and I do enjoy that part, but I will say the reason that that's there is for search engine optimization. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And also a lot of of bloggers don't enjoy that part and they're like, oh, they dread that part or even hire people to do that part. But you know, it's the only way that you're going to have people actually see what you're creating is if, you know, when they search on Google, it comes up. So you have to use certain keywords. You have to have a number of words. You have to have 600 words up there to be perfectly optimized. Mm-hmm. So you got to dig deep and figure out what your connection to this recipe is and how you can convey that in, you know, a lengthy way. In a, in a nice word way. Oh, I appreciate it because obviously we're old school bloggers and we understand yes. how the world works. Like we, we get it. Like we you know. understand. Yeah. We know. Um, so what are the top three tools that you are using right now to run Marley's menu? Well, you know, aside from obviously my kitchen, my oven, all that stuff, <laughs> I would definitely say my camera. Um, I have a Nikon. It's a D3000. It's not like super professional, but it's, you know, more complicated than just a point and shoot. So is a good, it's a good solid camera. Yeah. Yeah. I, and you know, I have, you know, there's automatic or sorry, manual function. So I can really control what's going on. Um, and that's ultimately the clickbait. That's what's getting driving traffic to my site. So that's absolutely a key, um, you know, thing that I use to, to create it. Otherwise I would say, um, you know, I use WordPress, which is what I would recommend for anyone who's starting a food blog. It's really a great tool. That's what my website runs on. That's how I create my blog posts. Um, and it's super user-friendly. It's easy. And, um, 
social media, you know, it's the easiest way to get people, um, give your brand awareness and get people into what you're doing. So, um, they all have different algorithms. It can be very exhausting and you want to make sure that you're not spending too much time obsessing over it, but it is a really great tool to be able to connect with people who are interested in what you have to offer and it's free. Yeah. We love free. <laughs> that. free is the best, especially yeah. during the pandemic. Yeah. I'm a big fan of free. I'm a big fan of social media. I Love how it connects people. I do miss, I will always, I'm, I swear my kids are going to be like, oh, mom, you're so embarrassing. But I'm always going to miss like the early Facebook, early Instagram days where like it was so easy to like, you know, just do everything. Like it was just like a lot easier to connect with people. Now with the way the algorithms run, it's a little bit more challenging. But I think that, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, like you can still, if you put in the time and effort, like you can still get heard by the people you need to get heard by and like find your people on social media. Um, Absolutely. So yeah. I, and again, it's free. So it's like, you know, you think about before they had social media, it's like, it's just wild to me. Like it wasn't even an option. Like they just, that's not how, you know, they, it just, they couldn't use that at all. So um, I think that granted it's become harder to use or harder to utilize, for example, but at the same right. time, it's still free. So even if you have to put in a little bit more effort, it's like, you know, it's really, we're still getting, I think, the the better end of the deal when it comes to marketing in the dig- digital age, for sure. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're pretty lucky. So what advice <laughs> do you have for those who are wanting to start a new project or a business, but are really at the very beginning and do not know where to start? Honestly, like just freaking do it. Like just start, just start. There's always going to be an excuse. There's never going to be a good time. And you can't, I mean, you can't grow and you can't learn if you're not practicing something. Right. So a lot of people will have the notion that like, I'm not going to publish anything until I have 20 things to post, because if I, you know, if someone visits my site, I want them already to subscribe and be there and be ready to come back. I don't want them just to see one post and, you know, leave and never come back. But the problem with that is I've been doing this for about six months and I've already changed my layout. I've changed my web design. I've changed the name of my business. It started out as furloughed foodie. Um, I wanted something more evergreen. So I changed it to Marley's menu. Um, and, I, you know, all of these changes has, have taken place in such a short period, but they would never have come to fruition if I didn't try the prior thing first. So if you just get started and stop making excuses, like it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be what you want it to be right away, but you can't learn and you can't change. You can't grow if you don't start something. So stop making excuses, just go for it. And you'll know within I would say within a month, if it's something you actually want to pursue, it's something you enjoy. And you might find that it's just going to be something you're doing as a hobby on the side, or you might find that it's too overwhelming. It's something you don't want to do, but you'll never have that information if you don't just start. Yeah. I love that idea of like, you have to actually like practice the thing and do the thing to like, know if you want to do the thing. I think a lot of people, they just expect to come out the gate and be like perfect at something. Right. That's not what's going to happen. Like it's, it's so much to me, it's like, it's so much more organic to like see somebody start out. Like, you know, like when you started out with furloughed videos, like, Oh cool. Like Marley is working on a project because 
you know, she's furloughed right now. But then it's like, like you said, you were like, you know what, this is going really well. And this is something that I could see doing for a very long time. So I'm going to switch up that name and like kind of get a little bit more focused. And this is something I'm going to do. But like, you would have never known had you not said, Hey, I'm, you know, in a place where I have this extra time and I really want to, you know, push myself creatively. Um, So I wish that more people would share their projects, like for the point of sharing them. Cause I feel like a lot of people don't understand, like that is how a lot of people go into business that find that longevity is they do have a passion and they're willing to share that passion, not just for money. Like they, it's just cause they like it. So they're like, here's what mm-hmm. I love to. And then eventually it becomes something that, I mean, that's how I started with both photography and candles and branding, like literally all three. It yeah. was something that I like, I was photographing, you know, friends and stuff like that. And then that turned into a business then I had people doing the whole like, hey, I want to pick your brain about your business. And after doing that for a while, I started doing consulting and branding. And then I was pouring candles for myself and people would come over and be like, oh, like, where'd you get this candle? It smells great. And I'm like, I made it. And so it's like I started three businesses just based on things that I was really passionate about and already doing for quite some time outside mm-hmm. of the business aspect so that by the time that I turned it into a business, I knew like, this is something I'm passionate enough about to do every single day. And it's, you know, same thing with your food. It's like, you have been doing this. You, you love pushing yourself creatively in multiple ways, but definitely, especially now having like a kid at home, definitely in the kitchen, you know? And Mm -hmm. so, you know, it just makes sense. And it's like, it's something that you would love to do, even if you weren't having an audience for it. Exactly. And that's the key. Yeah. Agreed. So we're going to talk about some things that you are finding inspiring lately. So what are some of your favorite books or blogs or movies or Instagram accounts that have kept you afloat (laughs) during this time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm literally reading the book on my camera. I mean, there's just so much to learn and it's not a fun read, but I'm being very disciplined and I'm making myself do just two pages every night. It's a slow process, but I am learning a lot. Um, it's important to invest in your education in, in anything new that you're trying, but especially if you're trying to take it seriously, you know, reading a book is the best way to learn. Um, as far as Instagram, I actually get really inspired by um, different food blogs that don't look anything like mine or, you know, I just like to see different perspectives. So if you want to check out um, story on a plate, it's really cool because it's very artsy and it's not really focused on making the food look delicious. It's more focused on having a very aesthetically pleasing um, picture to put out in front of you. And for me, it's inspirational because it's just showing a different approach. And I think, Hmm. I'm looking um, at it right now. It looks right? really cool. Yeah. How cool is it? Yeah. Um, and it's nothing that I... It's a little bit spooky. Yeah. And I'm like, very like moody. It's, I'm here for it. <laughs> it's a whole mood. Um, and I just like understanding different approaches and seeing people's different interpretations of what a food blog could be. That's not to say I'm going to take mine in that direction, but it's really inspiring to see how other people are recreating the wheel. Um blogs pinch of yum she is like the og Mm -hmm. very Mm -hmm. (laughs) successful food blog but she also has a lot of information on how she has become um 
you know, who she is today. They're very transparent about their earnings. They actually put income statements up. Um, they have a podcast that teaches you about food volume, things like that. So I think it's really awesome how transparent she is with everything. And I really admire that. Um, okay. <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing, this movie, but I know you guys are Disney fans. So maybe yes. you'll... Yes. <laughs> maybe yes. you'll like totally humor me on this one. But I have been re-obsessed. Haven't watched it since I was a kid, but Fantasia... Did you I guys love know? Fantasia. Did you know that that was released in 1940? That they had to hand draw every single yes. frame. Yes. Did you know that in one of like he wanted to have like all the theaters that presented it have like a smell of vision along with it? The way that like oh, when you're at Disney God. and sometimes you go on like Philhar Magic or whatever and you'll like smell certain aspects like yeah. do that like 40 thing. And so he told everyone in America he was like hello America I need you to do this to your movie theaters because I'm putting out this movie and they were like uh no sir and he was like damn and he was really upset about it but I always thought that that was so like like he really was like out here trying to give us 40 movies and they were like no sir you have overstepped but that was his like in his is his in his mind we would be going to the movies and smelling everything happening on wow. right now can I'm you imagine watching like I don't know, like Transformers or a Marvel movie or something, having to smell everything, that would be a lot. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, too much. I love Fantasia <laughs> because there's just so many different like creative elements to it. And I don't know why, but it's very relaxing to me. Yeah. And it's like, you are literally getting an insight into the mind of a creative animator. Like basically what, if they close their eyes and listen to that music, that's what they see. And it's so inspiring because it's, very like liberal in that it just they just allowed them to to create whatever you know whatever they were inspired by that music and I think honestly that that movie is so cheesy but I think it's like a metaphor for everything like you are creating these tiny little images that you know at first glance don't seem like they're anything but um once it's all together it creates something so beautiful and magical that transcends all this time like we're in 2020 it was released in 1940 I just think it's just so cool I agree I think that like at the end of the day a lot of our creative creativity is just reacting to other things and so it's beautiful that they were able to create such like a beautiful like such beautiful imagery just being inspired by this music you know yeah totally so okay the holidays are right around the corner and we have like spooky holiday, we have thankful holiday, we have Christmas holiday. I'm excited for like all of the things. What is the recipe that you are most excited for coming up during this season? And where can our listeners follow along so that they can try it as well and just follow your journey? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked this because <laughs> I love the holidays. I love any excuse to make something um, traditional, special, something that brings you joy in terms of um, transporting you back to a time where you're sitting, eating with your family, enjoying together. Um, I think that's just one of the most powerful things about food and the holidays, especially now when everything's so crazy and abnormal and unpredictable and unprecedented, to have that to look forward to, something that's traditional and something that's, um, you know, kind of the same every year something that you can look forward to and say, okay, this is like, this is home. This is my happy place. I 
can predict what's going to happen. We're all going to be around the table. We're all going to fight. It's going to be great. Um, I think people are really looking forward to that during these times. So I will say that I will be producing a lot of chocolate things because to me, the holiday, yes, the holidays are all about chocolate. I am working on a Bailey's confection because my husband has Bailey's every Christmas morning and I have almost perfected. This is something I've done twice. I know third time is going to be the charm. Um, My take on a classic green bean casserole that's going to be um, easily, you know, all diet friendly, but also has a secret ingredient that's going to be like a flavor booster because green bean casseroles can be kind of womp womp sometimes. So we're going to make it really delicious. So if you go to marleysmenu.com, that's M-A-R-L-E-Y-S-M-E-N-U.com, you can either subscribe to get um, notifications when new recipes come out. That will be usually every Monday and Friday. Um, You can also follow me on Instagram, Marley's Menu. I will always tell you when I've got a new recipe out and you'll see um, a little sneak peek, a little picture of what it's going to be. Pinterest gives you direct links to uh, my recipes. So my Pinterest handle is Marley's Menu Blog. And I do have a Facebook group as well that you can follow along. If you search Marley's Menu Blog on Facebook, you will find my group or my page, and then you can always know what recipes are coming out and when. I too want to have Bailey's on Christmas morning. Is that an English thing? I love to say it um, must be. Why, yeah. not why not just like right now? It's, it's, it's I was like, is that, Am I doing it wrong? is that is that like a British tradition that I don't know about? I think that that sounds like something we all should probably be. We all deserve that this year. Let's bring that. Oh, it's like, even Christmas. I'm like, it's, it's Thursday. It's Wednesday. It's time, what are we doing? Right? No, it's like if I don't if I don't get it, you know, ahead of time, it's like Christmas is it's done. It's ruined. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have Bailey's Christmas morning. So oh we'll shop for it early because I know I feel like the pandemic like short. Oh my god! Should I get it now? For holidays, I'm like maybe you should like you know around November just in case get a couple. <laughs> make sure. and, like, you're right. Make sure your mood is set. You're yeah. right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. I loved so much learning about what's going on behind the scenes at your blog. I am so excited to try everything but mostly all the chocolate stuff and also the English stuff because I do love English food and and I know your husband is British and like I I can't eat a lot of the stuff there but you've like made it and it's actually good which is hard to find trust me because I've looked so definitely (laughs) everybody go check out this amazing blog and make some delicious food and send me photos thank you so much I just want to say one more thing um I really well, I really appreciate being here, but I also appreciate feedback. So if there's anything that anyone, you know, feels like they want to try, but they don't feel like it's accessible to them, I'm happy to do the testing in the kitchen for you. So if anyone has any recipe ideas or any requests, I am so open and I am happy to hear from you um, about what you want to see and what you want to eat. Oh, I, I love, love that. It. Yeah, take yes. her up on that. Yes, absolutely. For sure. So at Marley's <laughs> Menu on Instagram right now, like go message her. Yes. Ready. All right. Thank you.